Namaste, welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti Tim. First and foremost, I'd like to pay respects to the Triple Gem. I'd like to pay respects to the Buddha. I'd like to pay respects to the Dharma. And I'd like to pay respects to the Sangha. Today's topic I like to start out with defining or or giving the explanation of the word nirvana. Nirvana, or we call enlightenment. Nirvana is a Sanskrit word, and it is the same. Thing as the Pali word is called Nibbana. So Nirvana is a Sanskrit word and Nibbana is a Pali word. So what is Nirvana or Nibbana? I'm sure you all have heard many interpretations of Nirvana, of enlightenment. So the word Nirvana is comprised of two words. There's a there's a word ni and there's a word wana or ni and the word bana in Pali language. So there's ni and there's bana or varna. Okay. So vana or bana trans translate as binding translate as uh tying down it's like a a a, a bowl of spaghetti if you can imagine it's all it's all intertwined it's it's like a rope of things that is intertwined, that is binding, tying things, tying things down. And that's what, uh, that's what uh, bana or word or vana means. Tying down, clamping down, uh, binding, holding, tying, attaching, things, things that uh, tie things together, holding together, tie things down, bind it down, that, you know, hold hold it down, that's what bana means in, in the uh, Pali language, okay, and that's what it means in, uh, as, that's what vana means in Sanskrit, vana and bana, that's the same. So, vana and bana is clinging, tying down, binding. It's just like uh, that bowl of spaghetti that you see. It thing is like intertwined. It's like caught together. Okay, that's what vana or bana means. Okay, and the word ni. Ni. In front of it, 
is negating it. Okay, the word ni is negating, meanings no binding, no uh, no tying down, no messy spaghetti bowl, no clinging, no attachment. Okay, so that's it's very simple. Good, the word that's what the definition of the of nirvana is of nirvana is there's nothing fancy anything you know other than that so nibbana so let's say it again nibbana or nirvana is the negation is the absence of the clinging of the tying down of the binding of the attachment that's what nibbana or nirvana means right so what is that attachment it's the attachment is the clinging to the notion of self-existence that is the bottom line it's the and it's the idea it's the idea of i because we all think of ourselves as a somebody as an I and when there is an I there is clinging when there is no I there is no clinging you see so that's that's where the bottom line is that's the important thing and the I is at the root of all this uh, of all this commotion of all this thing that is going on okay that's why the Buddha thought about what I is right what about non-self is and <coughs> excuse me that's why the Buddha said, okay, we all identify ourselves with our body and with our mind, right? So that's why the Buddha thought about the body and the mind, because that's who we think we are, that's what the self I is. Without the self I, there would not be any attachment there would not be any clinging any binding to anything but the self I is at the root of all things okay that we created that we create and we 
tie things down to that self I. Right? We identify ourselves with our physical form and we identify ourselves with our mind. So the body mind combination create a sense of self I. So the word I that we all refer to is something that we need to understand what it is. I am this and I am that. What is that I? Basically, that's what the teaching is all about. Okay? Once you understand what I is, then you will see that literally everything breaks down to nothing, to no I. Right? Which is no self. The sense of self, I, is there for everyone. So I is an idea that we all have. Okay? I is an idea that we all have. I am this, I am that. You know, all over the world, I am this and I am that. And because of that, we have clinging, we have attachment. Everyone has that. Okay. So when you break down that I to find out the com- what is it that you refer to as I, as the Buddha has been had taught in his 45 years about what this I is all about. If we sit down and break down the concept of I, then you can see what I is or what I is not. Okay, so I is a word. Okay, a word that we refer to ourselves, which is fine, which is okay. But the idea that we attach to that I is not okay. Right, because we need language, we need word to communicate. Without word, we cannot communicate. So we have to create words to refer to something. So, which is fine in order to live in this world, right? We create words. For animals and insects and birds, they don't have language, so they communicate with just sound, 
right? They use some kind of understanding, sign like a sound language, or some kind of energy that we cannot see, that we cannot perceive, but they use some kind of communication uh, mechanism to communicate. Okay, but that they they are at a very basic level of communication. Okay, but for human, we have intelligence. So we are able to create different kind of sound, and we are able to create words. We are able to create language in order to communicate. So, words, language are useful for us to communicate. But when we get attached to it, we forgot about it. We thought that the word is real. Okay, so the word I is a reference to the body-mind organism. Your body-mind organism, my body-mind organism, but we have to call it something. We have to give it a name. We have to give it a label. Otherwise, how, do we, how can we address each other? Right? It's the same thing. We call a TV, we call a car, we call a cell phone, we call a house. We label things, right? We label it a fan, your bed, your chair, everything that we label. Okay? They are labels, but do they actually exist? No. Right? Think through it. They don't actually exist. It's just words to identify that particular object. Okay? Because if you don't use the word to identify the object, how can we refer to it? So we have to create words for it. We have to create label for it. So it's the same as our body-mind organism. We have to give it a name. We have to give it a label. Okay? So for example, like a car. What is a car? A car is the whole thing that put together. You have the wheel, the windshield, the door, the seat, the engine and all. The whole thing. So we just all decide to say, okay, let's call that thing that has four wheels, that has engine and it go forward, backward, has a roof or no roof, has steering wheel. Let's call that an automobile or a car. Okay? But the car itself, in itself, does not exist. The word car is just a label. Okay? I think you follow me? The word car is just a label. Okay? It's just a name. 
so back to you back to ourselves the so-called I the so-called the name that you have right now okay Adam Crystal Sue John okay whatever name that you have is just a label okay your parents could have named you anything you could change your name anytime name is just a name it's just a label it's not you follow name is just a name it's a label that people put on you in order to refer to you but you are not the name you follow right yeah you are not that name you is you so we get that okay so that's one thing that you can now detach from is the name that you are not the name you are the car is not the uh, does not exist it's just a label so you are the combination of the physical form and the mind that you are thinking right so the physical form when you look into the mirror okay when you look into the mirror you see the whole body there okay the whole body there that you see you give it a name okay whatever your name is you call that whole thing as somebody okay but that whole thing that you see in the mirror is a combination of different parts just like a car right it's a combination of your hair your eyes your nose your skin your bone your flesh your blood everything that whole body mechanism the whole thing put together we give it a name okay so John or Sue is not something that exists in itself it's a label of that physical form okay so you can break it anything down you if you 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 see the body now let's say if you work at the hospital in the autopsy department okay it's probably clearer or you work as a butcher okay let's say you have a you you are the one who sell meat okay you sell fish you sell meat you sell beef you sell but you're at the slaughterhouse let's say somebody call that cow give that cow a name okay the cow has a name brown 
when you cut up the cow, where is brown? You don't see brown. You see the meat. You see the bone. Right? There's no brown. The same as every, each and every one of us. In the autopsy room, they just see your lungs, your heart, your stomach, your liver, your gut. You open it up, that's all there is. There is no John. There is no soup. There is no Bobby. There is no Jennifer. There is just body, physical body. Okay? So that's the physical form. But we have to slap it a label. Okay? So this physical form grow by itself. And the physical form needs grow by taking in food. So the form, the body is a translation is or another expression of food that we consume. Right? So think about that. Because most of the people identify themselves with the physical form that they have. The form is just like the car, right? Again. So the car doesn't exist. I mean, there's a steering wheel, but if you go look at the steering wheel, the steering wheel itself does not exist. Because it's a combination of other material. See, if you break everything down further and further, there's only four elements that comprise everything in the universe. What are the four elements? What are they? Without those four elements, things cannot come together. Right? And if you see the movie Avatar, um, the, the cartoon, the cartoon Avatar, uh, with uh, the boy named Angs. Okay, some of you, uh, if you have small kitten teenager, they know they have what? Air, fire, right? Water, and Earth. Those four elements are at the root of all forms. Okay? And when I say earth, it's not earth or the soil itself. It's the it's the um, it's the uh, material stuff. It's the the how is it? It's it's the solid things that can make things hard right that's what that's, that's how we refer to as earth so that's that that's the physical side so and what is the mind so here we are again the car is sitting there 
the car is not moving or anything, right? So the body is just the body, okay? The body is laying there. The body is sitting there. Your body, my body. The car does not move by itself. There's a driver, right? The driver that makes the car go fast and makes the car go forward or backward, turn left and turn right, go fast or go slow. There's a driver. Okay? So the body is the same. The body is an object. Okay? The body has no uh, no no self. The body is just there. So what makes the body move? What is the driver? It's the mind, right? The mind makes the body move. Okay? So it's all about the mind. We move because the mind tells the body to move okay and what is that the mind has that in we move because there is a under an underlying desire there is an underlying desire to do something and that's why the body moves the mind tell the body to get up. The mind tells the body to sit down. The mind tells the body to speak. The mind tells the body to cry. The mind tells the body to laugh. The mind tells the body to steal. The mind tells the body to kill. The mind tells the body to love. The mind tells the body to hug. The mind tells the body to yeah. You name it. The mind is the controller. Right? The mind is the chief executive officer. The mind is the CEO. The body itself does not do anything. It's an independent object. The car itself does not do anything. It's the driver that makes it move so you are the driver what is you you is the mind follow you is the mind that's why the buddha taught about the mind also the two main important things in buddha's teaching is body and mind so how the mind works is 
very critical. It's very important for us to understand. When one understand about his or her own mind, one can become more happy. Become more in tune with the nature. When you understand what the mind is, okay. When somebody do something, okay. An example. When somebody do something, for all of us, pretty much every one of us, say that hey, he is doing. Something, right? And we refer to that body. When that somebody, when that someone, do something, whatever it is, whatever action, speak, dance, fight, whatever, we refer to that person as he or she is doing that. Okay, so. For example, a thief or robbers, right? And they rob people, and then or murderer, they kill people and all that. So we refer to that person as a murderer, as a rapist, okay, as a thief, as a robbers. Okay, so we refer to the person as that particular body. But if you understand correctly, the body has nothing to do with the action. The body is just the body. It's the mind of that body. The mind that is in control, that makes the body do certain things, but the body itself is not doing anything. Right, the car itself is not doing anything. It's the driver. So the body itself is not doing anything, but it's the mind that makes it do things. Okay, a thief. Or a robber or a rapist. It's not. It's not being a rapist, a, a a robber all the time. There are times when his or her mind tells the body to do something else. Okay. Another word. Let's say when we catch a robber, when we catch a murderer. When we catch a rapist, and we handcuff them, okay, we put them in jail, we throw them in prison, okay. What is it that we are punishing? We are punishing. We think that we are punishing that person. We think that we caught the person. Okay. In actuality, that physical form 
has no has no intention or anything. It's the mind of that form that make that 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 body does thing, right? Yes, we we catch the form, but the true perpetrator is the mind, and we never catch that mind. Never. Right. We never catch the real robber, the real thief, the real rapist. Because a rapist, a murderer, a whatever, okay, is the mind. It's not the body. I think you follow me. Right? It's the mind. It's not the body. If the mind change, the body will move and change and speak and act according to what the mind is thinking. Right? So it's all about the mind. The body is just the body. Okay? The mind is the power behind all action. Right? So that's why mind understanding is very, very important, very, very critical for all of us to understand what is this mind all about. And I have covered in most of the episode before what is the mind. And the Buddha has broken down the mind, right? Into wholesome and unwholesome mind. What are the ingredients or the mind faculties that each and every one of us has? What is it that we all have potential to do? Right? Our mind is just like this. You look up in the at the sky. Nice blue sky. Okay. When you see the day that the sky is clear, not a single cloud. Okay. It's a clear blue sky. Okay. Let's say that whole clear blue sky that you'll see that is like your mind okay that is just like your mind it's vast it's beautiful it's peaceful you see that is the mind at peace it's just like that we all have that that mind at peace it's just like that Look at the clear blue sky. Very, very peaceful. But eventually, you see sky drifting through. You, you see cloud 
drifting through the sky. You see little cloud. You see big cloud. You see rain cloud. You see dark cloud. You see yellow cloud. And you see birds. And you see different things that show up. In that. In the sky. What are those clouds? They're small clouds. They're big clouds. They are white clouds. They are dark clouds. What are those? Those are your thoughts. Right? Those clouds are your thoughts. So, clouds happen all the time. Your thoughts happen all the time. What kind of thought you have? What kind of clouds are there in that big blue sky? Is there a nice puffy white cloud or this dark cloud? When you have dark cloud gather more and more, what what happened? Then there's a storm brewing, and there's commotion in the sky. There's thunder. There's lightning. What's that? That's your anger right there. Lightning. There's thunder. There's fighting. There's hatred in there. Right? You see what's unfolding in front of you? Now you cannot see the the clear blue sky because the clear blue sky is blocked by the different clouds. Your clear mind, the, your clear nature of your mind is being covered by thoughts. Be, being, being it good thoughts or bad thoughts, they are thoughts. And they are Clearing up your peaceful blue sky mind. Your mind, your blue sky mind is always there behind the scene. It's always there. Okay? But the thoughts always come to the forefront to block you from seeing your true nature of your peaceful, beautiful mind. Okay. When you, so when we are caught up in the commotion of life, the different desire, 
the different emotion being happy sad angry uh, whatever okay we forget about our own mind a true background which is that peaceful clear mind just like that peaceful blue sky at the back we forget all about that we can only see the thought we can only see the cloud we forget about who we are a true peaceful mind the power behind everything when we run our lives with our emotion with our desire we become what those desire what those emotions are we become someone can be good person or bad person based on those emotions based on the intention that the mind creates right but the mind itself is in the background your mind is in there but it's empty but out of that emptiness within you you create the emotion you create the commotion okay you create that white cloud you create the black cloud and you create the thunder and the lightning you see the thing is for human being we have this unique unique opportunity to understand what it what this is all about okay an enlightened mind is the mind who that is aware of itself that's what an enlightened mind is it's a big blue sky that is aware of itself an enlightened mind is aware of its own thought of its own intention of its own emotion that's what an enlightened mind is and an enlightened mind see the thought see an emotion that come up as a passing cloud okay an enlightened mind see that this thought is coming up but it will pass the blue sky will always be there 
once the cloud pass and go on its own merry way. The blue sky is always there, sit there in the background, just watching the cloud passing by, one cloud after another. And enlightened mind is the same thing. An enlightened mind is aware of itself. An enlightened mind is aware of its own thought, its own intention, its own emotion. It sees an emotion rise and it sees an emotion pass away. It sees an intention rise and the inten- an intention passing away. An enlightened mind becomes detached to those intentions, to those emotions. Then the enlightened mind can be at peace. See, that's the mind of the Buddha. That's the mind of an enlightened one. The mind at peace, the mind that is content by itself, the mind that does not need the clouds to make it beautiful. The big blue sky is pretty, it's beautiful by itself. It does not need the cloud, white or black, dark or gray, big or small. An enlightened mind is the same thing. An enlightened mind is content within itself. It does not need the different thought to make itself content. It's always content. It's always at peace. Okay, but it's the thought, it's the emotion that create the commotion that disturb the inner peace. We all have that peace inside. We all yearn, we all long for that peaceful feeling. Okay, but we can't seem to get a grasp on it because we let our thought run our lives. Okay? Now, it's not to say that you don't think. You do need to think because you have a physical form to support. We all have a physical form to support. So we have to work, we have to earn a a living to support the well-being of our body. But you do the living mindfully by understanding what the mind is doing. You see the difference? You don't just do things blindly 
with whatever you think about. Because now you saw like aware. Because you are at the background. The real, the truly peaceful mind, which is you at the background, is aware of the different thought that go through your mind every single moment of your waking moment when you communicate with people, with your family, with your co-workers. There's thought going, just passing by one after another. But you, the awakened mind, is at the background. You are aware of all those thoughts. You are aware of your, of your, of your own thought. You are aware of the passing cloud. You are aware of the emotion rising and falling. You are aware of the intention of why the mind wants to speak, want to talk in a certain way. Why is the mind saying things like this? It's because what does the mind want? What is the root of, of that speak, of the word that the mind makes the body blurb out? What is the root of it? You see, you become somebody, you become an awareness, you become an awareness behind all of those thoughts, of those emotions that keep rising all the time while you are awake. You see how things go? That's why it's so incredible once you get to understand how the mind works and you just watch it. And that's how after a while, after observation, after observation, you will start to understand what is this? thing that you are holding, been holding on to as the self I. What is it? Where is that I? That final understanding, when you get to understand the final thing, that what is that I that you're clinging to, that is when you get the release. And that needs some level of contemplation on yourself. Right? That is Buddha's teaching. It, the Buddha taught you about your physical form and about how your mind works, how the mind comes to be. Okay? Be becoming alert to your own thought is the Pali word called Sati. S-A-T-I. Sati. When you have Sati, which means you become alert and become mindful of your own thoughts, 
good, bad, ugly, beautiful, you become aware of it. You have sati. Okay? You have sati. It means you become mindful of your own thought activities. The blue sky becomes aware, is aware of the passing clouds. That's why one of the very popular sutra is Satipatthana Sutra. Satipatthana Sutra is the sutra talks about training our own mind to observe our own mind, to observe our own thought. When we understand about our own thought, the different thought that comes up based on different emotion, based on different feeling that we keep reacting to, right? When we keep reacting to things without knowing things, we don't have sati. People who have sati or being mindful, those are the people we call the awakened people or people who are awake of, to themselves. To their own thought. They are awake to their own inner self, the nature, the true nature of their own mind inside, at the background, which is that big blue sky. So that is a lot, okay? And that is not something that you just listen to and then forget about it. It is something for you to contemplate on, to think on it, to develop into it, and whether it makes sense to you or not, that is up to you. Okay? Until next time, that's all I'm going to leave for you all today. You all have a wonderful day. Namaste.